Double Take is an extension of the award-winning movie review show, Cinema Classics, which airs Thursdays at 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast features additional content and discussion with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Gary Hammond. And this is Double Take. Well, Gary. Yes, sir. Oh, a little short while ago, I saw a movie called Dumb Money. And this made me feel really good because it was about little guys beating the big guys. Uh-huh. And things turning out well. Now I've asked you to, to look at a film called Fair Play. It doesn't give me the same feeling that uh, Dumb Money did. No, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a happy-go-lucky. Uh, it's instead uh, a hedge fund where the competition is fierce, uh, absolutely ruthless, and unfortunately, human beings with real feelings, real emotions are caught up in it. I just wonder if hedge funding is like this. I suspect it is. I suspect it is. Who's you know, they won't really tell us the truth, John. They just tell us how much money they made and how happy they are. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So this is a corporation where it's mostly young people. Because I look over everybody in that room as they're looking at their computers. These are 30s and 40s yes. guys. And then at the top, there's people in their 50s and 60s, but very few of them. Yeah. Yeah. And their boss, played by Eddie Marsan, oh is one of my favorite actors, pulling off another Beautiful little role. Uh-huh. Scary. Oh, holy crap. Talk, talking about caring about nothing but the profits for the organization. I mean, you've heard it before. You can see Eddie playing this role, and he does it with, with such menace, such, su- what, uh, just underplaying the, the, the menace there. I, I'm, I'm just really speechless as how good it was and how, how violent the whole place is. Well, it... There's only one thing that matters. What are you? What yeah. have you done for me today? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you did something, if you failed in some way recently, then you're on thin ice. Aye, so. aye, aye. And and um, when our chief female, our protagonist, mm-hmm. who is Emily, played by Phoebe Denover, who has also been on TV other shows that I've never seen, but she is excellent. And she says to her fiance, who works with her at the hedge fund. We have a dynamic here. We have two people working together. Isn't that like the worst nightmare? They are both analysts and a hedge fund? And it gets worse. I, you know, if you ever thought it would be great to work with your fiancé, your husband, in a corporation, this will stop you dead in your tracks. So in, in terms of the review, I, I don't want to give too much away, but she's thinking that he's going to get a promotion. Well, they overhear it. Unfortunately, in a place like that, listening to rumors is a bad thing. Right. And she does overhear somebody say that they thought Luke, her husband, played by Alden Ehrenrich, that he is going to be the one in line for the, the PM. Project manager? Yeah. That would be, that would my, be guess. my guess. Yes. Yeah, and he was her fiancé at, at this point. But the, and she's prepared <laughs> to adopt the subservient and, and, and allegedly female role, role, and I think that's how they presented it, yes. of supporting him. And then there's a plot twist. <laughs> well, of course, and I think we need to reveal that, he, that she gets the promotion rather than he. Right, and he is dumbstruck. Right, and this is the, what's, what I like so much about this. This is truly post-Me Too. Uh, this is the way things can shake out. And if you don't think it's horrendous, then think about 
you're being very bright, very aggressive, very ambitious, and then your partner gets promoted over you. I don't care which one it was, the male or the female in this role, it's got to be something you have to deal with. Right. Even if, if you were ambitious enough to think you'd become the project manager, and all of a sudden you're, I mean, they are breaking law as it is, right? They're, they're lovers. Right. They're violating a very important rule of the company, except that it doesn't matter as much as the first rule, which is make me money. <laughs> no. And she is really better. Than he is. Oh yes, yes. I mean, she is. She. I mean, the, the boss is right. She really is better <laughs> than he is. That's the toughest crow for him to swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, just to kind of fill in on that background. The two of them become lovers pretty quickly, and they're both working in the same floor of the same company because they have to hide. They even have to hide their engagement. Well, beyond that, they walk out of the apartment and separate. <laughs> Every morning, I love and that they shot. walk out of the office. They both get in the subway. I hope I'm not giving away too much. No, so edit it out. They both ride the subway home. They meet on the same subway car, but they separate, and then they meet up at the station <laughs> when, where it's safe. Then after she's promoted, she goes out and gets in a Lincoln Town, or Lincoln Town car that is at the curb for her to drive her home, and he takes the subway home alone. Yes, it's nice. Very nice touch. And I do, you're reminding me of a shot I really like, which is kind of a bird's-eye view shot of them coming out of the apartment and, yeah. and, and separating it, saying, yeah. well, except one of the unbelievable things for me, and this is where I think they stretch it a bit, is that nobody but perhaps that one guy knows that they're lovers. I can't believe that working together, everybody in that, that environment, they wouldn't know. But it's important for the plot that they don't know. I, I found that credible, actually. No. And, and, and when Mr. Big, when he figures it out and, and so on, he is just very clear with her that it doesn't matter because she's <laughs> making money. <laughs> you know, that's another one of the great moments here, uh, is that while you think it's going to be catastrophic, uh, when you think once the boss finds out uh, that they're even engaged, he is going to be, you know, they'll be... He, he, that they even are friends. That's that's, that's Eddie Marsan's role. Yeah. Uh, again, as I uh, let me let me. Oh, Campbell. That's that's the one that just. I'm sitting there saying, "You go, boy. What an actor." Yeah. In which he he says, and it, it is part of the of the uh, of the whole thrust of this story, is that as you had pointed out, nobody cares but that you make money. So he doesn't. Apparently, even care. Although I think he knew. I think you're right. I think he's known for quite. You don't think so? I don't so? think he's known, but okay. it doesn't. It doesn't. It, I don't have to disagree with you. It doesn't no, matter no, right? Yeah. Because the thing is, he whether he knew or not, he doesn't care because she's making money, uh, and he doesn't care about the, if the other guy. He doesn't care what happens to the other guy. Um, these two uh, working together, actor and actress, I think are a reason to see this. If you can put up with all of the histrionics of this, uh, to see these two actors, young actors, go at they each were, other. They were fantastic. Yes. And um, there's a lot of sex, uh, and there's... Yeah. They're, they're pretty rough with each other. Yeah. Except for that bloody business that you described, uh, the sex is a cutaway kind of sex uh, that you, you could put up with it if you're a prude. I think you can, to enjoy the dynamics of it, you... You, you won't be appalled by the sex. They do have plenty of it. I can't figure that out. No, I didn't mean pornography. I just meant they're, yeah. they're, they're very active. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's reasonably discreet. There's nothing disclosed. Yeah, except the one you described, which is, I think is a yeah. pretty cool scene. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that's pretty shocking. And symbolic, of course, because it ends also with blood. The right. show ends well, as it begins a, and ends, and it yeah. shows that he's in the subservient role from the yes. beginning. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so now, but tell me, is there, are there any outside influences here? Or is this all in this kind of combustible area? Anyone you can think of, I found both annoying and pleasantly true. And that would be her talking with her mother. Yeah. And I found that pleasantly true. Mom is just appalled that they can't enjoy the engagement or her because promotion. It's a secret. I know. And mom is there like a, I mean, on the or phone, any, right? kind any kind of mother. mother. Any kind of mother. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That kind of annoying mother who won't stay out of your life, but who's yet saying something that we all feel is, you know, what are you giving up for this ambition of yours right. that you can't even announce your own engagement? Yes, she was very, the mother was very human. She, human. she was annoying, but sometimes human beings are annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I love it. it, it, it like fate, it, the mom is inevitable. She's already arranged a party <laughs> in Manhattan for them. She's got the place reserved. She's got everything going. And this poor, our poor Emily, I say poor Emily only because of what she's put it, what she's dealing with. And then she's got a mother who's going to blow everything by having a party for her. Even what is her, I don't know what physician she's telling it to. <laughs> the mom has is, is told it to. <laughs> Emily is saying, please don't tell anybody. Don't tell your doctor. There's somebody's going to find out. So that's the outside influence. That The th- thing that struck me about Emily is that, that during the movie, she is believable as a fragile woman, and during the movie, she is believable as a completely ruthless. She's every yes. bit as ruthless as the boss is, who you have described so eloquently. She's a younger version, and she's a female version, but she, he doesn't have anything over on her in terms of her ruthlessness. And I love the shots, the tracking shots, when she comes into work. There are several of them, two or three or more, with the camera. Uh, in front of her, following her. And it reminds me, if you ever saw Working Girl, yeah. where Sigourney Weaver comes in, yeah. and they do the same shot, yeah. Yeah. and so imperious. And, and you're right, it, when she's first kind of mousy when she comes in, then when she gets the job, she's just like looking around, I see, yeah. see me. And I think that she has been tough from the get-go, except that her circumstances don't allow her to be until she gets that job. That as you are implying here, she is a female in a male world. I mean, they want her to be a part of the boys' club. How revolting. They're getting her to go down and drink and get drunk and, and act foolish. Well, beyond that, they, well, she challenges them. Uh, they're talking about where they're going to go have drinks. And they say, but we can't go to Henry's or whatever it is. And she said, oh, we're going to Henry's. Oh, yeah. So, and then she pays a price the next day. But I don't think she cares. Well, Gary, we've, we've done a... A better job than I thought we would with Fair Play. It is such a rough movie. But I'm wondering, if, if you remember, and you're a really good film goer, so I think you will remember, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking about both you and I were complimenting our actor and actress uh, here. Oh, yeah, Burton Emily and Taylor and yeah. those argument scenes. Oh. They, they got, you are right. You are right. I mean, These people were scary. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is a form of violence, and they perpetrated on each other. The difference being that Edward Albee has a much better script 
for um, for Taylor Burton and Taylor. Yeah, but the but, but the the electricity between the two. It's an homage to Burton and, and you know, Taylor. You know, maybe it is. It, it could be, it could be. <laughs> because when they get going toward the end of this film. It is pretty exciting. Yeah, you're right. Once we have the real plot out there, she is his supervisor now. He is her analyst. And once we see what violence comes from that, I find them at the top of their game as they move to the last half of the film, at least. As they try to work out something that, you know, what's so human about this is that I can understand it. And she became my supervisor. There are adjustments that you would have to make that are hard to, to fathom. What oh, it would be like. No, it just, and you may cut this out, but Terry decided that when I was, after I was a lawyer, she said, well, I'm going to go to law school now. And I said, well, you're not working with me. And she said, why? And I said, because I'll be working for you. <laughs> That's true. I was trying to look for others that I don't remember well. You have a much better memory than I do. And I won't go way back to Lysistrata where they can, <laughs> where, where the women are fighting the men yes. and doing the best they can by keeping them from sex. Exactly. I think that, exactly. And that's a powerful weapon. <laughs> it is. It doesn't work in fair play because even at their most violent moment, they're having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find not believable, but yes, believable. You know, in... It's an aphrodisiac for her, for sure, yeah. and I th- and I think he again. I think he's the weaker player. I was going to say yes. both of them, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think that he is subservient. And you know, when you think about that that whole Me Too business, and and you think about her accusations to him that he actually raped her at the time when they were exposing their the difficulties they were having, and as they're about ready to split, that she accuses him of raping her. And then as I looked at it, I thought, well, you maybe could accuse him because she tells him to stop. He was getting so violent. And that's... I don't agree. Yeah, all right. I think there's an old joke I won't tell, but it's stop. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, right, stop. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. And that's what I first thought. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think it was totally a power play for her as, he's, as they're talking the next morning and they're having their separation that she uh, puts him in his place because now she's threatening him with a rape allegation. Yes, uh, and she's preparing other accusations for him that are pretty damning. It becomes gladiatorial combat. When, when I wouldn't have ye- thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it was. You're right. It is actually it is gladiatorial. <laughs> I mean, in her scene with his employer and his colleagues and so on is devastating, and she's pretty wickedly smart. Mm-hmm. And the way she turns this into her favor. Did you ever see Marriage Story with Scarlett uh, uh, Johansson? And, yeah, and Adam Adam Driver, yeah. Uh, isn't there something of this in that? Would he, is, wasn't, as I remember, he was a, a director and she an actress. Is that would that be the correct combination of the two? I, I remember that their their I remember their breakup as being heartbreaking. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember any violence in that. Not as verbally violent at all. Yeah. But and what about A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? Yeah, or even going all the way back with Judy Garland and James Mason, that she's rising up and he's, he's right. falling. In those movies, they he's helping her get started as a star, and she takes off and ascends, and he's so happy about that, and then he ends up getting left behind, and he's sad about that. Here, he was going to help her rise when he thought he was going to get the job. Yes. And he told her, don't worry, I'll take care of you. 
And she said, oh, I'm not worried, honey. It's going to be okay. Something like that, not yes. literally. Yeah. And when she gets the raise, she says the same thing, and he rejects that. He doesn't want that. He's not interested in that. You're revealing something that I was thinking about, but I haven't, until you said that, uh, I haven't been able to articulate it. But I thought this is where she wasn't so smart, trying in any way to promote him artificially or is, is a fool's game that she should not be even thinking of doing that, letting him rise by himself while well, she is the supervisor. A, a very fraught business that she is letting herself get into because of that mix of love and ambition. And it's dangerous for her career, oh. but it shows that she really was in love with him. Yes, good, good point. It, she was really in love Great. with him, and there's lots of things that show that they were really in love, and she's trying to promote him, and she goes out of her way to be obviously promoting him, and she's warned not to do that. Yep. And she stops. Yep. Yep. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, did you ever see that? I did. I love that movie. Wasn't that pretty violent business? It was. <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. That was. And then, then a personal reflection. I was walking through the TV room as our youngest son and my wife were watching that one day. And when they're in the house having the shootout, I said, this, I said to my son, this is why your mother and I don't have guns in the house. <laughs> Was there a touch of humor in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? There or? was a touch of humor in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, <laughs> and they were always they were they were competitors, and they were really in love, and they figured out a, they figured out a way to work it out <laughs> before they killed each other. Well, you know, in a time when we have real real violence going on with Hamas and Israel, yeah. it makes this even fair play almost kind of humorous. Uh, because it's small time compared with what's happening in the Mideast. Uh, but what I think is valuable for me for, in fair play is that it does reveal the potential in the, in the best of circumstances, which people who love each other and maybe even marry, there still is a violent potential when you mix in careers with relationships. And I've always thought that with feminism mm-hmm. and so on, how inevitable it must be when women supersede men is finally take take their place and can even take a superior place and often wondered how or you know as simply as i need to take this job but blah 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 because it's twice what you make a person having to leave her own to go with him or him to leave that's pretty pretty dangerous stuff yeah and that was the expectation for so long and it's not the expectation anymore and um that's fine as far as i'm concerned in in this case it turned you know if it if it had been done well i wouldn't even go there it could have worked if they had been equals but they were not no they were though he had it in his mind i'm not sure it was going to be easy but he needed to move to another job this is something that you just need to do immediately yeah rather after confessing that his primary goal in life was to be there yes and succeed there yes but he did finally get an offer or at least a a job interview he came up with a plan which he explained to her and survived their final conversation in order to be able to pursue that if he has the after that i don't know if he'd have the courage to do anything i mean it would be it's emasculating what happened yes yes and that's where i think it has real value fair play at least exposes the potential for a disaster and for violence, for people who are gifted and passionate and ambitious, working in the same place where one of them becomes a superior to the other. I can't even think of how difficult that might be. 
but it's called Fair Play. Gary Hammond, what do you recommend to our audience? I recommend you see it. I do. I, I... Yeah, but you wouldn't recommend that to Terry. No, I didn't recommend it. I'm recommending it to your audience. The reason I didn't recommend it to Terry, I, there are some things that I thought she would find enough off-putting that okay. I wasn't going to invite her to watch that with me Okay. as far as that goes. So if More... I'm an old man, I, <laughs> I could handle it. I, 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 it's not for everybody, I'll tell you that. The, the, the violence, it's intimate. It's not like a Kandahar or something <laughs> abstract. It's pretty it, it does need Gerard Butler, doesn't it, to kind of smooth things out here. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you didn't like watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf oh. with Burton and Taylor, you won't like this. <laughs>